I'll let you in on a little secret. Reaching your revenue goal won't change your life, but hitting your profit goal, that absolutely will. If you want to build a life-first business this year, you need to create more margin, both in your finances and in your schedule. If you're ready to double down on profit-generating strategies that actually work so you can work four-day weeks, go on real vacations, or even take the summers off, you won't want to miss this. In my free masterclass, Double Your Profit While Working Less, you'll learn exactly how to set your business up to scale so you can give yourself a raise, create a clear plan for how to work that dream schedule, and step into your CEO era, the one where you and your business aren't just surviving, but thriving. You can grab this free masterclass at www.jadeboyd.co backslash double your profit masterclass or go to the link in the show notes. Now back to the show. The important thing is that you are taking that step back. You're taking a step out of the day to day and you're thinking differently about the way that you're running your business and taking the time to make those important decisions that are going to get you to the next level. Welcome to the Business Minimalist Podcast, a podcast about redefining productivity for the modern woman in business and finding ways to work smarter, not harder, in business and life. I'm your host, Jade Boyd. I'm an MBA business strategist and mentor who helps overwhelmed business owners simplify and scale their service-based businesses with strategy and systems. On this podcast, we'll explore simple ways to earn more while working less. If you're ready to scale your business, bring order to chaos, ditch the busy work, and make space for what really matters, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Business Minimalist Podcast. Before I dive into the episode, I want to say that I'm going to share a three-step process or three things that I do on every CEO day, but depending on your business, your CEO day is going to look a little bit different than mine. So if you want to have a step-by-step guide to help you build productivity into your business from the top down, make sure that you check the show notes and join the Business Minimalist Blueprint. Having a CEO day is just one thing that you can do to build a more productive business and life, but there are so many other components that are part of building a productive business. And so if you want the full roadmap from A to Z, make sure you join the waitlist in the show notes. With that said, let's dive in. So today we're talking about CEO days, and you might have heard other people talk about having a CEO day or stepping into your CEO role in your creative business. And so today we're going to talk about what does that really mean to be the CEO of your business? What is a CEO day? What does that look like? And then I'm going to take you behind the scenes and share a little bit more about what my CEO days look like and what my checklist for those days looks like too. So when we're talking about being the CEO of your business, it can seem really grandiose and out there and like something that is foreign when you're thinking about what your day-to-day typically looks like as a creative business owner. But really what a CEO role is, is thinking big picture. And so anything you do in your business to really take a step back, come up to that 3,000 foot view of what you're trying to accomplish, what your goals are, what your vision for your business is, that is what stepping into your CEO role looks like. Anything that brings you back to that bigger picture and helps you reorient your day-to-day so that it helps you get closer to your big picture goals. And oftentimes as a creative business owner, especially if you're a solopreneur, you can go weeks, months, even years without coming back to that bigger picture. If you have been successful quickly or 
if you haven't set good boundaries in your business or if you're constantly saying yes to new opportunities that come up, you can very easily get bogged down in the day to day without having any time to step back. Like maybe you really do want to step back and reorient your business or make changes or implement systems. A lot of those things that are going to get you closer to your big picture. But without intentionally setting aside the time to think about those things and to work on those things, it gets really difficult and often almost impossible to make time for those things if you haven't intentionally blocked that time or set it aside. And that is where CEO days come in. So for me, at the beginning of each year, I set aside a CEO day for every single month knowing that these things don't take an entire day to do, but I like blocking an entire day so that a meeting doesn't get scheduled right in the middle of when I'm trying to think strategically and I don't get pulled back into the day-to-day, that I'm able to take a full day if I want to leave my house and go somewhere different that allows me to think bigger picture and get like literally outside of the day-to-day operations of my business, I can do that. And so at the beginning of the year, I block a full day usually as close to the beginning of the month as possible because the first step, which we'll talk about, is reviewing the previous month. And I don't want to review the previous month until it's actually done, right? So I schedule mine the first business day of the month or the first convenient business day of the month each month. And during a CEO day, I do three things. The first thing I mentioned is to preview the previous month. So I look back, I record metrics, I reflect on what happened the previous month. The second thing I do is preview the upcoming month. So I look ahead at what's on my calendar, what big projects are in the queue. I review my goals and my projects that are on my plate. And then the third step is to plan, to intentionally look at the time and the priorities that I have and to make a plan for the upcoming month and how I'm going to make gradual progress towards my goals. So the first thing I do, I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into each of these three things. The first thing I do is review the previous month and that always starts by looking at my numbers. I have one spreadsheet that I use to track financials and marketing metrics. And I fill that out so that I have a full picture of what is working and what's not in my business tangibly, what the numbers are telling me is happening. And I have everything in QuickBooks and I have a bookkeeper and a CPA and they manage all my financials for me and I get a monthly report. But oftentimes that's not ready by the time I have my CEO day that comes about 10 to 14 days into the month since they have a queue of books that they're updating and sending out to. So I look at my numbers in general, what I know is coming in from client work and where my expenses are at generally. And I have a financial spreadsheet that I use to kind of track that. So I have a spot for forecasting all of my expenses as they're coming up. And generally what happens at the end of the month is very close to what I've already projected. And so I take a look at those numbers and see, you know, if I booked new clients, what my updated projections are telling me, all of those things. But what I spend most of my time on is looking at my marketing metrics. I'm marketing my business on several channels. I have the podcast, I do show notes in my blog, and I have a few bonus blog posts that are scheduled as well each month. I have an email list and I'm lightly marketing on Instagram. I would say Instagram 
is my lowest priority and where I mostly focus on being myself and repurposing content and sharing rather than selling, I would say. But in general, that's a lot of metrics to track. And I always want to be clear on what my top priority is for marketing because I am a solopreneur. I have a little bit of help with my marketing, but not a lot. And so I cannot expect myself to give 100% to all the channels that I'm on. I need to pick a priority. And so each month I reevaluate what is my top priority, what is working, what's the most popular content, what feedback did I get, and what do I want to focus on next month? And most months, it's the same thing. Focus on the podcast, focus on the podcast, focus on repurposing content. But some months I learn different things about what's happening in my metrics or what's driving traffic to my website. And so I think it's very important if you're not already checking in on at least a monthly basis on what your numbers are telling you is working in terms of your marketing, start there. Even looking at your numbers will probably bring up a lot of questions for you and bring up a lot of decisions that might be beneficial when it comes to actually generating results with your marketing, not just showing up as often as possible or creating as much content as possible, but really taking a look at what content is actually working. And if you're not in the habit of doing this, I think you're going to be really surprised by what you find. Want to find a better way to tackle your to-do list? I created the task batching workbook just for you, the busy business owner trying to stay on top of all the things in your business. This workbook will take you through my step-by-step process for batching my tasks so you can free up time, stress less, and say goodbye to the dozen sticky notes cluttering up your desktop. You can grab the workbook for free using the link in the show notes or visiting www.jadeboyd.co backslash task batching workbook. That's www.jadeboyd.co backslash task batching workbook. In just a few short minutes, you can make a plan to batch your tasks and schedule them in your calendar. Get started by heading to the show notes and grabbing your task batching workbook today. I think in reviewing my metrics each month, it also challenges me to get creative because I'm in this stage right now. I've had the podcast for a little bit over a year and I'm still focused on increasing my downloads. And so there's still a lot of opportunity for me to try different things in order to get the results that I want to see. My podcast is growing every month, but Of course, I'm only a year in and there's so much more potential for what I could do with this podcast. And so last week I had a CEO day at the beginning of March and I took a little bit of extra time to research different strategies for growing podcasts, different ways that I could try out, you know, new ways to share audiences or to monetize my podcast. I took the time to do that research that into the, in the day to day, I just don't have the time to dive in on that level and think about how I can change my workflow for the podcast, what extra things I could add so that I can optimize how many people are listening to each episode, how I can get in front of new audiences, all of those things. I don't typically think about them in the day-to-day because if you have a podcast, you'll know it takes a bit of time to create every single episode. And so on a weekly basis, I'm just thinking about my to-do list and getting through the content that I have planned. But on my CEO day, That's when I come back to a higher level and think about what content I want to create, how to strategically plan my episodes around my goals so that I can actually drive results and that content becomes very valuable when I repurpose it years into the future. So sometimes my CEO days stretch a little bit longer when I do take the time to dive deeper into doing some of that research and thinking about ways that I could do things differently moving forward. And that's okay. I don't 
always take a full day to do a CEO day. But if I actually get into the nitty gritty and start working on some of those projects that come to mind or doing a little bit of initial research to see which areas I want to explore further, sometimes it does stretch the whole day. And that's why it's really nice to have the whole day blocked for that. The second thing I do to review is I ask myself a set of questions at the end of the month. It's four really simple questions that just help me reflect on the month overall and what's working and what's not working. So I start with what I'm grateful for. During that previous month, what am I really grateful for? Oftentimes it's the clients or experiences. It always comes back to like people, (laughs) either clients that I'm working with, collaborators I'm working with, moments that I had with friends and family. And I think you'll notice some trends if you start asking yourself that on a regular basis too. What are you grateful for? I think it's good to start with a heart of gratitude when you're looking into your plans and your goals because I think it's often so easy to check in on your goals and think I'm not going fast enough or it's not happening the way that I want it to. But it's also important to start by recognizing the progress that you have made and the sweet things that are happening in your business and in your life. So I like to start with gratitude. And then I ask myself, what is working? What is driving results in my business? What are the metrics telling me? What is my gut telling me? What are my clients telling me? What's working? And what's not working? What has been challenging? What frustrations come up again and again? What system is being glitchy? What's not working? And then lastly, what's the one thing that I want to prioritize moving forward? So after reviewing my goals, my projects, all of the things that are in the queue, my metrics, what one thing do I want to focus on moving forward? And that's part of previewing. So in the second stage, my preview stage, that is when I review my goals and my projects. And I have a list of goals. Like if you listen to my 2023 planning stack episode a couple weeks ago, I have a list of my goals just on a piece of paper that is hanging on my bulletin board right above my desk. So it's really easy for me to glance up, review my goals, and then I look at my projects and click up. ClickUp is my master organization plan for my business and all of my business and personal projects that are in queue, the things that I need to keep an eye on week after week, month after month, after month they're all broken down in ClickUp. And you can grab the exact template I use to organize my business in the show notes. It's the Organize Your Business template and you can grab my ClickUp template. You can also try ClickUp for free if you've never tried it before. ClickUp is basically a project and task management system, and it holds all of the recurring tasks, marketing plans, special projects that I have in my business in a really simple and easy to use template. So after reviewing my goals, my projects, my metrics, what's going on, then I pick that first priority for the future month, and I plan my month around that, which is step number three, planning. So I have my top priority project for the month, whether that is a launch or a special project that I'm working on or a major change that I'm making. I make sure to reorient everything I'm doing the following month around that top priority. So with that priority in mind or a mini goal, if you want to think of it like that, I create my strategic plan for my business around that goal. And like I said, I won't do my next CEO day until the next month has already begun. So I tend to think about six weeks in the future. And I also have a quarterly planning process that I use. So it's not like this is the first time I'm thinking about what I'm going to do for the next six weeks in terms of strategic planning or content planning. But 
knowing that things change all the time in my business and I'm still a little bit in this pivoting stage to building up the coaching side of my business, I like having that checkpoint to re-decide what my plans are for the next six weeks. And then it's decided and I don't think about it again. In the week to week, I am not coming up to this strategic planning mindset because I'm trusting that I took the time, I had the time on my calendar, I thought clearly about these things. And so I'm not gonna question myself on a week to week basis when I'm planning content. That is where it can be really dangerous to get into the overthinking cycle if you're constantly bouncing between doing and strategic planning. If you're trying to force yourself to do this on a week to week basis, it can be really exhausting because you are burning a lot of calories, even physical calories, from thinking deeply about these things. Your brain burns calories too. And it can be really exhausting on a week to week basis if you're constantly thinking about what's my plan for this week? How am I going to reach my goals and make a little bit of progress in the right direction this week? And so after I do this planning process for the next six-ish weeks, at least until after the point I'm going to do my next CEO day, so I'm never like in limbo in between, I trust myself and I follow the plan and I execute it as well as I possibly can. So for me, I have a content-based marketing strategy, and so I always start with the podcast, Evergreen Content, that's going to live forever, and I make sure that the podcast episodes that month are tailored towards either warming up my audience for the next offer that's coming or nurturing, providing value if I'm kind of in an in-between season where I'm just continuing to build my brand and show up consistently. I make sure that I have that priority in mind when I'm planning out my content and thinking about the guests that I have upcoming and which audiences make sense to share and who I want to have on my podcast to provide a specific expertise. And so I'm thinking from the top down in terms of content, of course, the blog posts are going to follow the podcast episodes. And then Instagram, I have kind of a recurring content schedule that I repurpose around the content that's happening on my podcast and in my blog. And then for my email list, I have a monthly structure, a monthly rhythm, I would say, on the type of weekly content that I'm giving to my email list. But on this day, I'm pulling it back to the big picture and thinking about my strategy and how I'm going to execute it. And my strategy has always been to give the best of the best exclusive content for my email list. And so if you're not already on my email list, make sure you head to the show notes and join. But on a month-to-month basis, this is my time to pull it back and think about how am I serving those people who are on my email list the best I possibly can and planning out four to six weeks in advance is how I'm able to show up consistently because I'm not trying to constantly come up with ideas in the day-to-day, week-to-week when I'm busier and focused on just getting things done, right? And so having that solid plan in advance allows me to show up and execute a lot more seamlessly, a lot more flawlessly. And also when I have ideas for content that's coming up that I know that I'm going to be batching or creating, it helps me to dump those stories and moments of clarity into a place that allows it to be easier for me to actually create that content. So for example, I've known since the beginning of the quarter that I was going to do this episode on CEO days. And so whenever I had an idea or a thought about what it means to be a CEO or have a CEO day, I dumped it into the document that has this podcast outline, just general notes for me to follow when I'm recording this episode. And so the farther in advance I plan, the better my content can actually be because I have longer to think about it and to actually build up that outline in a way that's actually helpful for you. 
so content planning is a big piece of strategic planning because it's such a driver of results in my business. Again, what drives results in your business may look different. Your business might be focused on referrals or networking or collaborating with others. And so your strategic planning process might look different than mine, but for many creative entrepreneurs, they will have a content-based marketing strategy. And that is what mine looks like month to month, starting with the big picture, the most important evergreen SEO optimized content that helps people find me and then working my way down to the other platforms where I can repurpose that content and make it stretch further and last a little bit longer too. The other thing I'll say about strategic planning is that it also helps me take a step back and make a better plan for my time. So I'm a huge fan of task batching and using my ideal week schedule every week. But when I look back at the month with my top priority in mind, it also allows me to kind of break down that top project and think about how much time I'm going to actually need on my calendar to accomplish that. So this next month, I'm focused on I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I'm going to announce it soon. But I'm focused on one major project that's going to take a bit of time for me to accomplish. And I think I can get it done in the month of March. But during my CEO day, I did take a step back and think about how many hours do I need? What are the components of this project? What step comes first? And then I put a bunch of time blocks on my calendar so I could set aside time to work on that specific project. And those time blocks are protected. No one's going to schedule a meeting I'm not going to get distracted and work on some other task during those time blocks. I know that I have exactly the amount of time I think I'm going to need to be able to pull this off by the deadline I want to give myself so that I can execute on next month's marketing plan. So it also allows me to take a step back and look at my time commitments and what is already on my calendar. In the past, I've realized that certain things were taking up too much time on my calendar or that certain things weren't showing up as often as I wanted them to on my calendar both from looking at the previous month and how I spent my time, but also looking at the upcoming month and how I'm going to spend my time. And so again, it just brings you back up to that higher level, to that 3000 foot view where you're able to look at things a little bit more objectively and make better decisions about how you're going to move closer to your goals moving forward. And that might require you to make some changes. It might require you to add a workflow or a system or a boundary to your business. But overall, the important thing is that you are taking that step back. You're taking a step out of the day to day and you're thinking differently about the way that you're running your business and taking the time to make those important decisions that are going to get you to the next level. Another thing that's really helpful for me to look at when I'm planning the next month is a breakdown of my goals. So if you've ever done a goal planning day or a goal planning process or done a goal setting workbook, most of them, if they're good, they will help you break down your goals into bite-sized pieces. And so oftentimes this looks like setting a big annual goal and then breaking it down into the quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily things that you need to do to achieve that goal or breaking it down on a monthly basis. So saying January through March, what do I need to achieve to reach this goal? April through June, what do I need to do? Or, you know, 12 months versus quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily. And so for my business goals and my personal goals, I have those both broken down. Again, if you go back and listen to my planning stack episode, I explain a little bit how I break down my goals. And that's that sheet of paper that's hanging on my bulletin board right in front of me. 
And so when I'm planning out the next month, I'm also able to look at that checklist and see like, these are the needle moving tasks that I need to get done that I want to prioritize first before I get into the nitty gritty admin stuff that of course everybody needs to do in their business as well. But I want to focus on putting those things in my calendar and in my priorities for each week first. And so I look at the breakdown of my goals and especially for those monthly focus goals, that's when I either get those things done and batch them or make sure they have a protected time in my calendar so that they do get done. And same thing for like, if I do my CEO day next month, it's going to be the start of quarter two. And so I'm also going to be looking at those quarterly tasks. And oftentimes that's when my CEO day stretches longer because I will do some of those quarterly goal related tasks during my CEO day while I have the time set aside. But if I'm not able to get through them, then I make sure that they have protected time on my calendar so that they do get done during that quarter. And that is another way that I prioritize making progress on my goals above being super streamlined and organized. So if you listen to my weekly review checklist, there are things I do on a week to week basis to make sure the back end of my business stays cleaned up. But on certain weeks when I'm doing those extra tasks for my goals, I might not get to those admin tasks like going through my camera roll and organizing it or updating my Instagram highlights or making sure my inbox is at inbox zero even. And that's okay. I will always prioritize making progress on my goals over keeping up with the day-to-day because my systems are set up in a way that I never get too far behind on those things. I'm able to keep up with them. But if it is a choice between showing up for the tasks that are related to my goals or showing up to get to inbox zero, it's always going to be the first. I hope this episode has given you an idea of what my CEO day looks like and some ideas for how you might be able to fit in a CEO day into your own schedule and how you might be able to prioritize pulling yourself out of the day-to-day every once in a while to take a look at the big picture and really ask yourself, where is your business going? Where is your life going? What trajectory are you on? And what trajectory do you want to be on? And what is it going to take to move your path and get you there? CEO days have been super helpful for me and super fun, honestly, to take that time to do the planning part, which I love, but also look at my numbers and think strategically and make those creative business decisions that are really exciting and fun for me to think about. And also to have the time where I actually can think about those things without being bogged down on the day-to-day stuff. It's been a really healthy and fulfilling rhythm and a really valuable rhythm for me to be in when it comes to growing my business. So at the end of this episode, if there's anything that I would want you to do, it is to block time to step into your CEO role, either putting a day on your calendar or even a couple hours on your calendar each month to really sit down and think about what trajectory you're on and where you're headed and what you want to do differently, what needs to change. It is so vital in keeping you on track month to month towards your goals because it's so easy to get distracted and pulled left and right in your business throughout the year. But remind yourself of what your big picture goals really are and help yourself prioritize those on the week to week because if you're not planning ahead of time, it becomes nearly impossible to try to fit it in when you're in the day to day, just focus on getting things done and getting through the week. So block that time. And if you want more help creating a very detailed, thoughtful checklist on what you need to do during your CEO days, make sure you head on over to the show notes and join the waitlist for the Business Minimalist Blueprint, which will be my top to bottom complete roadmap for helping you create a productive business and life. Thanks so much for tuning in today. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Business Minimalist Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd be so grateful if you'd rate it on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening today. Your rating and review will help more small business owners discover helpful episodes each week. Don't forget to check out the show notes for the tools and resources mentioned in today's episode, because good ideas don't grow businesses, action does. And if you want more business minimalist tips and resources, head on over to Instagram and follow me at jadeboyd.co. I'd love to hear what you took away from today's episode. I'll see you next time on the Business Minimalist Podcast. The number of women burning out is at an all-time high right now, and I'm on a mission to change that. If you're a service provider who's feeling overwhelmed, overworked, and underpaid, don't let another year go by staying stuck. The Business Edit is a 12-month group coaching program that helps you declutter your business from top to bottom so that you can have shorter to-do lists, a clear strategy to scale, and know exactly what to focus on each week to drive results in your business. You'll end the year with the business that you've been dreaming of building, one that gives you your life back and pays you more than you've ever made before. In the program, you'll follow my signature five-step method for scaling your service-based business. You'll get business minimalist strategy, marketing, systems, and productivity roadmaps that are simple to understand and easy to implement, plus 12 months of customized one-on-one coaching to help you every step of the way. Join me inside the business edit at www.jadeboyd.co backslash coaching and get my step-by-step blueprint with everything you need to build your dream business in 2024. Now back to the show.